This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Meat Sports Alcohol for Tuesday, October 26th. We have an awesome show for you today. Uh, first, we sit down with Josh Miller. He's the host of the Back Row Cincinnati Bengals podcast, and he and I just go crazy over the Bengals, get all aboard the hype train, be really annoying. So if you want to listen to some obnoxious Bengals fans soak in our biggest win in years, then you'll definitely want to tune in for that. It was nice. It was like watching a cat jump off a couch or something like just cute. You know, you guys, again, you're one shot at things. Never really amounted to anything before historically, but this is like your time to shine. I feel like it was, you know, as a non-Bengals fan, I had a fun time. So mm. it was a pretty good interview, I thought. That's yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, and then we do our Ice Cold Takes of the Week Halloween edition. Give just our opinions on Halloween generally, what we're dressing up as this year, and then some freezing Ice Cold Takes uh, about the Halloween holiday. Uh, that's the show. Stick around for that. And take check it out, Hanks. We now welcome on Josh Miller. Uh, he's host of the Back Row Cincinnati Bengals podcast with Fansided. Uh, we're going to be talking about the AFC leading Cincinnati Bengals, which feels so weird to say. Let's fucking go. Uh, Get used to it. Get used yeah. to it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Well, that's so funny. My first question was going to be, are you guys like holding it back at all, just knowing about your franchise, or are you just completely unleashed with your excitement about the Bengals right now? Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? The amount of losing that we had to go through for the Zach Taylor era from the start of it to the end of the Marvin Lewis era – and to heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak, we're unleashing it because we know we're the real deal here. And I also want to say thank you guys for having me come on. Appreciate it. And who day to Dylan wearing the correct attire. I yes. am as well. It's perfect. No, I am not holding back whatsoever. Unleashing everything. I'm dragging it all over the AFC North. I am for all my friends are Browns fans. And then I got Steelers fans. I got no Bengals fans except for Dylan now, which is great. Let's go. So I am just dragging <laughs> it across all of them, especially after that Steelers loss. And I cannot wait till we play the Browns in week two. Er, oh, weeks. could not agree more. Plus, the thing is, like in the 2015 Bengals, like our best team that I can remember in the last like oh, yeah. 15 or so years. Andy Dalton was still our quarterback. Marvin Lewis is still our coach. It was kind of this like, holy shit, we're doing this. But yeah. what, like, what does this really mean? Like, this, this can't <laughs> right. end well. Right. We got the real deal. We got Joe Burrow. We got Jamar Chase. This is like real hype. Oh, we yeah. Have this real is real talent and real, like a real shot. We just went into Baltimore, the team that was supposed to far and away run away with the AFC North, maybe get caught by Cleveland. We went in there and we just whipped it out on the entire state of Maryland and just slapped it in their face. 
the entire time. It was inc- it was incredible. It was incredible. And I, you're you're absolutely right. You go back to that 2015. There were still holes on that team. There was still not as much. Uh, I would say completeness to the team. Uh, I, I would I would say this team right now that we have is complete. They're playing for each other. The unity is great. You don't really hear about anything going on in the locker room. I mean, in 2015, you you heard a little, you know, every you know every once in a while you hear something coming out of there. And we have an elite quarterback. I, I mean, they, those are the big differences right there. I mean, AJ Green's incredible, but I mean, he didn't have Joe Burrow thrown to him, and now Jamar Chase is incredible, and he does have Joe Burrow thrown to him. Jamar Chase is incredible. The amount of stats on Twitter that just have been all over my feed today about how he's the greatest receiver of all time is crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, people are comparing him to Randy Moss. Do you guys yeah. think that's disrespectful to Jamar Chase? <laughs> yeah, it is. I think it is disrespectful. I li- listen, and obviously Randy Moss Hall of Famer. And if, if Jamar Chase can be at what Randy Moss is, I'll be plenty happy. But I gotta tell you, I, I Jamar Chase is heading in the way of breaking Randy Moss all of Randy Moss's records. He is. He, he's looking like the, the Jerry Rice. I mean, he, he he's having phenomenal. And I know I'm I'm going above and beyond here and, and really hyping up the Bengals and really stroking them here. But um, it's just, I've been through so much losing football. Oh, I have to. No, that's, and that's the other thing too, is like, come on, you got, you got to yes. let us have it. When right. we have the opportunity to do it, you know, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I'm it's, letting you guys have it for sure. I'm right. a Giants fan wearing a Blake Bortles Jaguars jersey right now. That's where I'm at in my football fandom. I'm all for you guys. I, I I'm happy it. for you. I, I, I don't know about you, but for me, the last 24 hours has just been reading Twitter threads, reading random people talking about how they were wrong. And it's elite. And it's just been nonstop consuming media, consuming stats. Oh, yeah. and it's the best. It's yeah, the best. I don't, yeah. I don't know why I didn't take today off of work. I really I know because I, I was I mean, I got paid to be there, but I didn't do anything. I was on Twitter <laughs> the entire day. I was on YouTube the entire day. I was listening to everybody eat their freaking words because this is the exact thing that all the Bengals fans knew that we had. We had, it was like, okay, no, Cincinnati's going to be better. And we tried to tell them, we tried to say, it was like, this team's going to be a lot better than what people think. And now they're seeing it right here. Now, to be fair, the Ravens are banged up. And the next team that we're going to play with them is going to be a lot, lot tighter. It's going to be a lot tighter. Um, but I, I, when you look at it and you look at who's taken the crown in the AFC North, it just got taken off of Lamar and put right on the jail because he, the AFC, the AFC and the AFC North, they run through the jungle now, which yes, piracy. they run through Paul Brown. Yeah. When was the last time we could say that? I know. Never. I've never said that. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> never. Uh, but you're right. The amount of people walking back their Panay Sewell, takes uh saying that they should draft him um it i I think you guys should never draft another player that didn't go to lsu like i I feel like that should just be your strategy from here on out it seems to be working for you guys yeah we might as well put joe brady at offensive coordinator let's get edo for a defensive coordinator (laughs) oh god a d-line coach or just like strength and conditioning i don't know i think straight straight the connect Player relations, I'll say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. something in the organization, just so we can keep the go Bengals, go Bengals. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, because we do lose, we do lose the go Tigers now. Okay. Yeah, you're yeah. going to lose that. That is true. Just change your team name to the Tigers. All right. Oh, I mean, yeah, just go all the, the way. Colors. Why not? So looking ahead, um, now we have to the Super Bowl. Yeah, oh, already there. Uh, 
Next week looks pretty good. We got the Jets. That's usually looks like a, you know, chalk up a dub. However, should we at all be concerned that they just signed Joe Flacco? Oh, well, the, this goal goes back to the question, is Joe Flacco elite? That's the question. Can Joe Flacco lead the New York Jets in a win against the red-hot Cincinnati Bengals? What do you it, it, If there's anything that's going to take out the hype immediately, it's going to be us losing to the Jets and Joe Flacco. <laughs> there goes that balloon, just, just, just yep. like that, and we're flying yep. away. Classic Bengals killer from oh, yeah. the Ravens teams of the past. That actually, I think the Ravens killer was Ray Lewis, actually. <laughs> um, nice. but, yeah, yeah. But well going back, yeah, going back to the game. I mean, it's, it's the NFL. We should always be worried. You can't, you can't overlook a game because then something stupid happens. And you know, if, if you look at, I mean, you can go through, you can go through this year, you can go through last year, and go through the teams that just are so inferior that come and, and beat teams that are way superior than them. I mean, we survived a scare against Jacksonville, a game that we all thought. Speaking of which, speaking of Jacksonville, uh, we all thought. Uh, the Bengals had in the bag and we had to come all the way back and went on a game winning field goal. It's the NFL. Anything could really happen. And, and so uh, we open up, I believe as nine and a half point favorites. I, I think that's the last time I saw a line. I'm ta- I mean, I'm taking the line. I like that bet. Um, yeah. But you know, as long as we prepare and, and there's, there's no foot off the gas situation and it doesn't sound like there is, it sounds like they're right back in the office ready to go to work. And I think that that's one of the things that I really, really like about this team. And I, one thing that I really like about Zach Taylor, he's very level-headed and you can kind of see it when he was at the, the lowest of the low with um, the, the losing and now the highest of the high with the winning in his press conferences, he almost still sounds the same. He's just very level-headed. This guy, and that's what you want in an NFL head coach. Not someone that gets too high, not someone that gets too low. That's perfect right there. That's exactly what we want. Yeah. So that's a, l- a long answer to your, uh, to your question. Yeah. <laughs> well, that actually – I mean, that brings up a good point about Zach Taylor mm. because I am also – I'm even though I've gone through the heartbreak of being a Bengals fan and I oh. sat through the Marvin Lewis years forever, which would felt like an eternity – I, you know, I'm pretty reactionary when it comes to uh, the Bengals and I always seem to have dumb expectations and I've been pretty disappointed with Zach Taylor up until recently. And I feel like I'm kind of starting to eat my words. It seems like everyone's very bought in. It seems like, you know, like you're saying, he's very level headed. He's instilled a pretty good culture. There's not a lot of locker room issues. Like, are we kind of approaching the, the, the time when I officially need to eat my words on the fire Zach Taylor train that I was on at the beginning of the year. Um, I would say the fire Zach Taylor. Yes. But to relieve of the play calling, I'm still not off of that yet. Yeah. Uh, I think Zach Taylor has done a phenomenal job and you're seeing it this year of building a culture, getting his guys in, having a scouting staff, having Duke Tobin. I mean, my goodness, they had two great back-to-back drafts. And just like that, this franchise is rebuilt and we're, we're here to compete. We kind of saw this, I mean, as Bengals fans and followers of the team, we kind of thought that we were going to get these results next year. And instead, yeah. we're getting them this year. Yeah, uh, they did a great job. I mean, Jamar Chase versus Panay Sewell—they nailed it, and they and they really did. And they, I mean, no nobody except for Keyshawn Johnson for some reason is is everybody's going back on their words except for him. 
Oh. We'll have to get <laughs> him know. on the podcast. I, yeah, we'll get yeah, hold his feet to the fire. It. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why. Um, so I would say the fire Zach Taylor. I mean, either way, it's not going to happen. So, yeah. Um, fire Zach Taylor definitely. Let's take the foot off the gas with that. Uh, the play calling still. He he showed he showed a great game plan in Baltimore. Literally the perfect game plan. It's exactly what we wanted. Um, I guess say Lou Anarumo has also really helped Zach Taylor. If they gave a most improved coach in the NFL. Lou Anamaruma would be n- unanimous number one. I mean, this defense looks far and away m- the best defense we've had in a very long time. I mean, they look strong. They look fast. They look disciplined, which is exactly what you need to beat Baltimore. And that's what Duke Tobin and Zach Taylor did when they were creating these, when they were getting these free agents and they were creating these draft classes. What are, what is the one thing that the Bengals need to do? And that is stop Lamar. Everything else will kind of fall into place. And that's what they did. They got free agents and, and drafts that will ex- do that. I mean, Logan Wilson, Sam Hubbard, Trey Hendrickson. I mean, the list goes on, the list goes on. So, um, yeah, yeah, fire Zach Taylor. Yeah, it's time to take that off the uh, off the table. Well, well, I mean, keep it in the pocket. You never know. Keep it yeah. in the pocket. Yeah. We are Bengals fans. We know this this whole thing could go. This whole shit could go south. Really oh hard. God, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Is it's as as cocky as I am, and it's great as this feels. Yeah. you know, it's it's always there in yeah. the back of your mind. I, is, I, when, I, is this going to come crashing down <laughs> in my face in a week? Oh yeah. I saw something that was like, you guys have one of the easiest strength of schedules for the rest of the season. Like Mm -hmm. you're pretty much bound to get a bunch more wins from here on out. And part of me was like, Oh, nice. Yeah. The Bengals. That's like really good for them. And another part of me was like, this could be bad. Like you guys could also lose to some really bad teams Mm -hmm. from here on out and uh, go the other way on it. Yeah, I mean, you never know. It's a bit left of a Bengals fan. It really yeah. is. It's a, it's I did want to ask you guys about Joe Burrow because we haven't really talked about him. Um, first, what's his ceiling? And second, what's his ceiling if he doesn't get hit on every single play? <laughs> All right. I'm going to start. I, I got to start. I got to start. I got to say, for everyone that said that the Bengals offensive line did not get better and they're still tragic – is dead freaking wrong. Thank you. This offensive line has been playing so well, and they're getting better every single year. They've gone out. They've got free agents. They got Riley Reef. They drafted. They got Deontay Smith. They got uh, Trey Hill from uh, Georgia, and they got uh, Jackson Carmen. Carmen, who, yeah. Carmen, who's been who's getting better every single day. The bank. So uh, now that being said, Joe Burrow does get hit a lot. That's because of his pocket awareness and his presence. He likes to go out and he likes to roll out. And that's where he, that's where he makes his money. So, um, but ceiling wise, I mean, is, I mean, is there a ceiling? I I, I would say, I I mean, is there really a ceiling? And, you know, I might, I probably, me and Dylan probably aren't the right people to ask that honestly, (laughs) because I'm going to give you a very biased answer. Um, like, I mean, I mean, keeping them help, healthy has got to be priority one for the next 10 years. It just it just is. Um, and, and I think and a lot of people were saying that they didn't do that when they drafted Jamar Chase. And, and I argued that actually they are protecting him because he's giving him an opportunity to uh, get out, get the ball out faster because yeah. Jamar Chase is going to create the separation. He didn't have to sit back in the pocket for that much longer. And as much as I love T Higgins and Tyler Boyd and Auden Tate, 
they were not getting separation last year. They really weren't. And, and Joe Burrow was holding that on that ball for four seconds, five seconds, six seconds, and then he's getting hit. You can't do that in the NFL. And it's Joe Burrow can especially not do that. So um, I, I, I would say, I, I would say, I don't think right now there is a ceiling. I mean, I mean, realistically, I do see a couple of Super Bowls out of him, but I mean, we got to put everything, we got to put everything together. It's the NFL. It's a lot of luck. It's a lot of it's a lot of you know time and, and just timing. It really is, uh, Jameson. I I want to ask you that question right back as someone who's not uh, I guess a Bengals diehard. Like, what do you think Joe Burrow's ceiling is? And I'm not going to challenge you or anything. I just genuinely curious. I'll challenge it. Don't worry. Oh, uh, Dylan will. Dylan, you just it. you just met him, so you know you might be polite. I will challenge him. <laughs> All right. Well, here's my answer. Uh, I probably agree that there's no ceiling. But I would say there's definitely no ceiling when you have my guy Uzoma. I don't know if that's how you say his name. Uzoma. You're so, yeah. Oh, there, there we go. There. Passion Uzama. balls. Uzama. Yeah, I don't dude. Uzama. I don't yeah. know who this guy is. He's I the love man. him. I he's a great. Love Uzama. He's great. Yeah. He's like the prototypical like breakout tight end that's like yeah. six eight has been in the league <laughs> for like two more years than you think he's been. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's not really an answer at all about Joe Burrow. I just wanted to get that in there that I like that guy. So oh, I'd man. say I'd say no ceiling. He's the he, man. He, CJ Uzama is absolutely the man. Playmaker. He's he was he's absolutely one hundred percent the best part of the twenty fifteen draft, which was probably the worst draft in Bengals history. Uh, just just awful. But CJ stuck with the team, and he's a great locker room guy. And if you want to keep cheering for him, and you want to get a Bengals jersey because it looks a lot better than that Jaguars jersey. CJ Thomas a good one to get. Yeah, no, I would 100% do that. I was telling Dylan before we hopped on here too, and both of you guys are wearing Bengals gear. Uh, the all white Bengals with the stripes. Ooh, it's clean. I don't know. If it's yeah. clean. I don't know if there's a single jersey that has more like discrepancy in the NFL from how good it looks when you're playing well to how uh, shitty it looks when you're playing bad. That's a like, good point. That's a great point. Cause the uniform doesn't look that good when you're one and five. It, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't. No. No. I, I, yeah. I would say, yeah, them looking good. It makes a uniform look a lot better. It's like, I'll look good in that on the way to the bar when yeah. I'm puking on myself, like <laughs> yeah. at 3 a.m. leaving the bar, trying to find my Uber. <laughs> not looking as good. Not good. Not good at all. Uh, no, when you're in your own pint house and you're uh, touching up on co-ed, you know, it's time to leave the bar. Speaking of the Jacksonville Jaguars, <laughs> is that not the funniest thing ever? And listen, th- this is me as someone who hates Ohio state that, that, that was the funniest ever. That was oh, yeah. like, I was re- I couldn't get enough of it. I just keep re- reading it. It still makes me cackle. I, I generally, you know, I, I can't say I'm always rooting for people's downfall, I, I feel like I generally would be pretty positive about most people in sports. You know, yeah. it's a tough job, whatever. Mm-hmm. Every time Urban Meyer fails, yes. I am happy. Yeah, uh, I, I am 100% rooting for his downfall. And, and, and I think my, I honestly think that he was behind the whole John Gruden thing because oh, it was wow. dominating. Hot take. It was oh, dominating. He was everywhere. I want to hear this. All Urban Meyer. And then it just so happens a week later, the emails come out, which obviously way worse. Terrible situation. Not. Yeah. John Gruden sucks. But it was a very convenient timing for Urban Meyer to get out of the head coaches who suck news cycle. Very, Mm. very convenient. And now all of a sudden they were on. 
they were on a bye this week, I believe. And it mm. kind of, they were able to beat the Dolphins uh, in London. And, and flew now, to London, got out of town. Exactly. Wow, it's making and, a lot of sense. And just right. like that, it's mm-hmm. out of the news cycle. And he's wiped his hands clean. There's, you know what? That's not, I, I'm not saying that that's crazy. I'm not saying that that, that isn't a possibility. I wouldn't be shocked. I would say a lot of it was Dan Snyder. I, th- I think he got <laughs> saved quite a bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they had Realistically. Be, yeah. 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 Also, Urban Meyer uh, was is the one that gave us Joe Burrow in a way. Him cutting Joe Burrow yeah. or him benching Joe Burrow, having him transfer to LSU is what gave us Joe Burrow. So yeah, that's maybe a, we have yeah. to thank him. You know, it kind of goes back and forth. It's, mm, the butterfly 100%. effect, the Bengals effect, the Bengals effect, the Bengals yeah. effect. Yes. Yeah. Uh, here's a quick game. You mentioned the 2015 Bengals draft. Other than my guy Uzoma, Uzama, yep. can you guys name another player from the Bengals 2015 draft? I have a pull. Oh, up Cedric, Cedric Oboy. I can name. I can name him right now. <laughs> one of the worst. One of the worst draft picks in the history of the Cincinnati Bengals. And you know who was even worse than that? Their number one pick, John freaking Ross. I was gonna say John Ross. John yeah. freaking Ross. <laughs> Was I, I mean? It's, uh, they thought he. They thought he was amazing. It, 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 I could have got him in the third round, though. Like that, it doesn't even make sense. Like none of it made sense. N- none of it. None, none of it. it. Yeah. I would have rather taken CJ Uzama in the first round. That would have made more sense. Well, and now. Jamo, you get to enjoy the John Ross experience as a Giants. Fan. Oh, that's true. Man, dude, I don't want to talk guys. about it. I don't want to talk about it. The Giants like are so sad. This isn't a like, Giants podcast, right? We'll do that another time. Receiver on your depth chart, and now he finally yeah. gets playtime because everyone is injured. Our top team. five receivers are all injured. Is he, uh, is he not injured by now? I would have assumed that. Is has John Ross in, dude? Yeah, has he played in consecutive games? I don't know, man. I honestly, no, yeah, John Ross hamstring. I think he there has been injured. Man. Yep, yeah, that's what I, that's what I figured. Uh, did Jake Fisher pan out? No. Oh, Jake Fisher was on the uh, uh, shoot. Oh, Former I... American offense. He was on Oregon, yeah. then he was in the Ooh. Bengals. Doesn't yeah, think he's he... in the league anymore. He's not in the league anymore. I was gonna no, say he, no. He's garbage. I think Jake Fisher is an NBA analyst that we had on this podcast yeah i was gonna say he was the guy that we had on the podcast the nba writer yeah (laughs) no yeah no yeah no jake fisher was garbage yeah i remember one time he had a pass to him on a screen and he fumbled the ball that that's all i remember of jake fisher yeah Mm. well we we'll have to get him on the pod too yeah yeah i'll tell him how terrible he is uh all right well i've exhausted all of my bangles knowledge and opinions um, Dylan, any other, any, I mean, yeah, questions? it's mostly just hype, but, um, I feel like, uh, here we go. The last one is we were talking briefly about Joe Burrow comps, Joe Burrow ceiling, things like that. Okay. I think the one thing I'll probably just close with is after the game, you know, we aren't the only ones thinking about this, you know, what could he be? Someone asked him as a, uh, as a comp how he felt about Joe Montana. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. yeah. He gave a very humble answer. You know, I'm just going to be me, whatever. Mm. Um, do you think that was actually insulting to Joe Burrow? 
I wouldn't say I wouldn't say insulting Joe Montana. I mean, Joe Montana's got four Super Bowls, so yeah. I you, you can't really time. complain. Give it time. But I think I think that one of the greatest things about Joe is he doesn't let the comparisons get to him. And I think that's one of the killers, biggest killers in anybody's life. Like if you're going to compare yourself to somebody else, you're never going to be happy with yourself. And Joe's just like, I'm just going to be me. So he's going to take the quarterback position and he's going to make it his own. Why does he need he doesn't need to be Joe Montana? And, and I think that's great. And you know what? If our people are putting him in the same category as Joe Montana. I'm all right with that. I'm no all complaints. right with that. Yeah. No yeah. complaints at all. And then finally, my last question is right now, Jamar Chase is at 754 receiving yards, six touchdowns, like over a hundred yards more than the second rookie record through seven games at this point, like just unbelievable pace. What do you think uh, his pace would be, his output would be if there was white stripes on the football? I mean, do you think he'd be at a thousand yards by now? Oh, oh, by by at the national media, he'd have a million yards yeah. and, and a thousand touchdowns. Like he'd he'd be the best there ever was, is ever will be. It's but, wild to think about how much more potential he has. <laughs> yeah, what a what a what a what a stupid take that was. They were like, I, oh, he's going to fail because there's not white stripes on the ball. I'm gonna call what? Dylan out right now. You kind of fell for it. There were some times Dylan, in the group chat where Dylan me? Okay, he was are like he was here. Like, I, we were he was like, I trusted you, Dylan. I'm a per- okay. I was scared. I didn't. I was scared. The preseason yeah. stuff scared the preseason me. Preseason was bad. I have a lifetime of being a Bengals fan. That's I was fair. scared, That's and fair. now I can safely look at it and be like shocked that I <laughs> was ever as scared as I was because he is unbelievable. But I, unbelievable. I will admit, yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't buy into it per se. But I was scared that if he wasn't good, how just crushed we would get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be that would be crushing. If he, but if now, he caused it out, that would be bad. But now we can take our victory lap. Yeah, we can. We can take a lot of victory laps. Yeah, last yeah. thing, last thing. Expectation for the season. Where would you guys be disappointed? Are you disappointed losing the AFC North? Are you disappointed with a AFC championship? Oh, what, oh, what are you nervous with? Um, or what are you um, uh, satisfied with? I would say, well, I always go back when people are talking about expectation. I always go back to what do we, what do we think about them at the beginning of the season? Beginning of the season, everybody that I talked to said, if this team can go seven and 10, that's a great, that's a great, uh, that's, that's a great record for us. Now everybody's like, okay, we got to win the AFC North. We got to do this. We got to do that. But now the expectation is definitely adjusted. This team is a lot better than what we thought they were going to be. Um, I would say if this team does not make the playoffs, uh, that that would be that would be disappointing to me. I, I I think the AFC North. I've watched the AFC North for 23 years of my life. I, I know how hostile it is. It, anything can go. You can take a bad. I mean, we can take a bad loss at home to Pittsburgh out of nowhere for no particular reason, just because they caught us on the wrong day. And then just like that, Baltimore wins out and they they take the AFC North. So as long as we keep stacking these games, we keep stacking these wins. I think if we if because uh, I think Cleveland plays Pittsburgh this week, um, I think if Pittsburgh takes another loss, I think they'll they'll have no chance. Uh, and I I mean obviously if Cleveland, it's really a win win. If Cleveland loses, that's always great for everybody. And if, if Pittsburgh wins, I would say they're pretty much out. Uh, then we got to go and then but then after you go and you play Cleveland, so I mean 
you get if you can beat all three of your opponents right there and two of them are already on the road so i i think that's a big thing that not a whole lot of people are looking at is to those two afc north wins were at baltimore and at pittsburgh so you've done that and not only did you did you beat them you took them out to the woodshed and hit them over the head with a bat like you 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 beat the hell out of them so now they got to come back here the you got one more hostile territory to go to and that's cleveland and, um, and, and, you know, the Brown, the Browns have their expectations are lowered and ours are raised. So it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a dog fight. I was again, sorry, long answer to your question. Um, I would say if we miss the playoffs, that'd be disappointing. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with that. I, uh, I feel like my, it's kind of my low level expectation is making the playoffs. Mm. And then my high level expectation is just is winning a playoff game because I, yeah. it's so hard I mean, I, I have not been alive for any time that the Bengals have won a playoff game. So it's, hard, yeah. it's impossible for me to actually contextualize a playoff win or what would happen if we won. Like, uh, you know, we go to the AFC divisional round. Like that's, yeah. I've never experienced that. I can't really comprehend that. So it's hard to say anything beyond a playoff win. But given where I was expecting this team to be. I feel like I fell in the camp of like the seven to 10, seven and 10, eight and nine. Like I thought we were going to have an explosive offset offense and a subpar defense. And we would have mm-hmm. lost a lot of dumb games and yeah, hovered around 500 right now. I feel like our offense hasn't lived up to its full potential and our defense has been amazing. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I will be very happy with the season if we get a playoff win and just get that like, franchise monkey off our back yeah. and just put that away and now we've officially entered you know the joe burrow era yeah he can take us from there yeah now yeah right and and that was just making making it to the playoffs that was just that was if we were going to be disappointed i do expect this team to win the afc north and i do expect us to get at least one home playoff game hopefully we get home throughout um, but that's the expectation. And I know I'm talking crazy, but you know, when you're a Bengals fan you, and you get a win like this, you grab it and you run with it. So, yep. Amen. There you go. Amen to that. I uh, did a quick search for my CJ Uzoma, Uzoma jersey, only a cool 150 bucks on the Cincinnati Bengals Pro Shop. I don't know what our company card is it. looking like, Dylan, but Easy. worth it. Maybe yeah. we could swing this. It. Yeah, we need it. it. Yeah, yes. that's uh, yeah. Uh, well, Josh, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. You can find Absolutely Josh awesome. at the Back Row Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Um, yep, really appreciate the time. Absolutely, guys. Had a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Have me on it again real soon. I would love to come back on. Who day? Sounds good. Who day? I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Now watch this drive. And now to commemorate the upcoming Hollow Weekends. We got Halloween this Sunday. Uh, we're going to be doing a little ice cold takes Halloween edition. Uh, so you, we're going to get all of our dumb, crazy, outlandish takes that have to do with Halloween out there and see what people think. Uh, but before we get into that, um, first of all, what are you going as? What are your plans? And what what's your general consensus on Halloween? So good. Really good question. Because yeah. my general consensus on Halloween is that I'm not crazy about Halloween historically. Not yeah. a big costume guy. I'm bad at it, except for one year where, where I went as schoolboy Jew. Um, what about all my costumes? Well, we'll get to that later, Dylan. 
<laughs> I'll get to that later. I've had some bad costumes in the past. Um, so generally not crazy about it. This year, I'm going to New Orleans uh, with a couple of friends. So that's going to be pretty fun. I think it's going to be a good Halloween. My costume that I have planned is that I just have a FedEx uniform, like a FedEx delivery person uniform. So something with that. I don't know if I'm going to be a slutty FedEx worker, a drunk yeah. FedEx worker, a spooky FedEx worker, but like, <laughs> I'm going to be something FedEx. Yeah. Something, and something's, yeah, something spooky. Maybe. It might be spooky. I don't it might know be that's drunk. Going for, <laughs> I'll be drunk. I think drunk FedEx person or yeah. like get a bunch of fake jewelry and be like iced out or, oh, fuck, this is a good idea. A FedEx person that just stole all the packages. I could just walk around. That like, actually is pretty a fake funny. Fake iPad. There's a bunch like, of fake Rolexes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm going to do that. That's a yeah. good one. Wow. Nice little brainstorming session. How about yourself? Uh, I'm so general all, all consensus. General consensus on Halloween is uh, first of all, it depends on. I love it when it's actually like close enough on a weekend that you can like do stuff on that hollow weekend and you kind of feel like, okay, this is actually part of the holiday. Like it when it was like on a Wednesday in college and you'd have to go to a party on like a Wednesday and then. You didn't know if you should celebrate it also on the weekend, the weekend before, the weekend after, when you dress up, whatever, all that stuff. Too much of a headache. Uh, so I like it when it's on the weekends. Um, I like, I think it, I usually have fun with it, but I like, I like have, I enjoy Halloween, but I wouldn't say I'm like a crazy Halloween guy. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it causes too much like angst to think about like, yeah. I start getting like stressed about it like three weeks ahead and I'll it's be like, like new well, Year's. I'm, it's like new year's. Yeah. And I'll be like, well, I'm going to, I'm thinking of it now. So this is going to be good. But then it just sits in the back of my mind and I never actually think of a good costume idea. And yeah. then Halloween comes and then I just panic and throw something together. That's it, how I ended up being jeans one year where I just wore <laughs> everything denim that I had. That I You owned. didn't just dress up like a person named Jean. No. Jean Stressator. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of another Gene. I was trying to think Gene Chizik. Gene Chizik. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're dressed like Halloween right now. You're wearing the black and orange of the Bengals. Yeah, go Bengals. Yeah. This isn't one of my ice cold takes, but is directly in response to what you were just saying. I feel like Hoss, Halloween too, kind of better when it's low key. Like if you go to like a, like a huge bar situation, then you're all yeah. like dressed up and you're out and your costume's falling apart and people are looking at you. Yeah. If it's like honestly, a part, on, house party. Honestly, la last year we did it was, you know, it was full on COVID. So we didn't go to like any parties or anything. But um, myself, my roommate, we went to his friend's ranch just like with his family. And it was super low key. But we did like a costume party, like murder mystery thing. Oh, like, fun. And it was tons of fun. And, you know, we had a good group costume. I felt that was actually one of the better Halloweens that I've had in recent memory. And it wasn't nice. like excessively drinking. So maybe that's something to keep in the back of the old noggin. No, that's ridiculous. As I <laughs> as, as excessively ridiculous. drink this weekend. <laughs> Go to New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's get into our high school takes. I have yeah, three. Sure. You have three. Mm -hmm. You want to start us off? Yeah, for sure. Um, Okay, so my first one uh, is I can't. This actually kind of goes back to what you were saying. 
Are you going to be spooky? Are you going to be drunk? Are you going to be funny? Whatever. Stop wearing creepy costumes. Just oh, that's a good. That's don't a really good be a hardo about your costume and wear something weird and spooky. It's just it. No one knock it off. Just be do something funny. Do something low effort. You just look like a hardo. There was I. Uh, the reason I was thinking that is I went to the Spirit Halloween over the weekend just to you know get some inspiration. I was pretty bored on Saturday, uh, and there was someone that walked in wearing the creepiest mask ever. And it was just like, this is just knock it off. You're I'm with you. If you're staring. past 12 years old, yeah, it's the skull. Ditch, yeah, exactly. Or just, yeah. The, yeah, like the Chucky masks and shit with all the blood and stuff. Just, yeah, who wants to be waiting in a bathroom at a bar and have the person yeah. in front of you turn around like an exactly. actual murder? Like, oh my God. Yeah. 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 yeah so that's my that's a good one. one. Yeah. All right. My first, uh, Ice cold take of our Halloween edition ice cold take segment is don't is that friends shouldn't convince their friends to dress up as a domestic terrorist. <laughs> because is that just my like friends, general? Is that just, no, general? just generally, just generally <laughs> yeah. people shouldn't do that. I'm not really speaking from personal experience other than the one year that my friends convinced me it would be a good idea to dress up as a Unabomber as the Unabomber and the Unabomber. walk around with a cow hoodie <laughs> and an Amazon and, package and an Amazon package and leave it in front of people's doorstep and ask people if they knew where the closest airport was or yeah, where they could mail a package. Yeah. And have your friends convince you that's a good idea. That's yeah. what you shouldn't do. That's my first high school tip. That still remains my favorite costume that I've <laughs> I, ever been a part of. So you I shouldn't think- dress up as the Unabomber. But if one were to dress up as the Unabomber, I fucking killed it. You killed it. I had it down. I had it down. I had the sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah. You had you had the like little piece of curly hair like coming out from underneath your hood that just (laughs) I killed it. The like little bit of a mustache growing. Yeah, it's perfect. Well, that's my high school take. Friends shouldn't convince their friends to dress up as domestic terrorists. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Kind of. Not really. Um, What's your next one? My next one is. uh, So this is in the candy realm and this is kind of a two for one here. Uh, So first of all, I feel like. As adults, you slowly and slowly start losing your candy opportunities until you have a kid. But who wants to deal with that? Right. Like, I feel like for young adults out of college, there should be more candy opportunities. Yeah. I don't get any candy. There's going to be no candy associated with my Halloween. And that seems messed that up. That is sad. You yeah. should trick or treat. That's, I can't, I can't trick or no, treat. No, you should not trick Look or treat. Look at me. Look at this mustache. I, you think I yeah, oh, God. No. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you should not trick or treat. <laughs> Holy shit. You would yeah. get arrested. Um. See, I feel like there is candy in my life purely because my job at my office, they just have oh, candy. See, I guess maybe that's what I'm missing out on. Yeah. Work from home. I'll just but you're right. Other than that, like, I'm not, I'm not buying. Or if you have, like, a house and you're giving candy out to kids that are trick-or-treating, then you have candy. But I'm not doing yeah. that either. And I also don't even think I can do, like, I'm, well, one, I'm not going to be, I just... 
I think I'm probably going to do the... Here's what you do. Here's what you do. Yeah, get, get all the candy you like. Get just like uh-huh. big, big old bags of candy that you want to eat. And then just do the thing where you leave the bowl out in front of the door and be like, take one piece. And that yeah. way you're doing it for the kids. And That's, you just and found I an excuse to buy yourself. Um, yeah. And I think, and that also, I, I also don't think... I'm at, I'm at a place... I live in a place... Uh, currently by myself that I could get trick-or-treaters at, but it's weird to, to I shouldn't like, I'm not, I don't know what I would do. Like, I don't want a kid coming at my door. I don't know. That doesn't feel, I feel like I'm going to try, I'm going to get out of the house. Like, on hey Halloween kids, you have, uh, you have the over not this worry weekend. about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what do I talk to him about? Is Oklahoma going to roll? Like, I, I mean, they might, the, are the Raiders out. for real? <laughs> um, that's a good idea, actually. And then my my two for one on this one is um, chocolate overrated. I'm all mm. fruity candy, sugary candy. If chocolate, I can have like, but like Kit mini, Kat. I can have like one, but I could I could eat Skittles all day and night and never get I tired. Think of I, them. I think I have seen you yeah. eat Skittles day and night. <laughs> yeah, but then I get yeah exactly. But if I go more than one. Kit Kat, Snickers. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. I'm kind of, I mean, I'm saying I'm with you. I'm kind of the opposite. I like Reese's. I like Kit Kats. See, I like Reese's, but not. Like, I could fuck up some like Mike and Ike's though. Yeah. And just Sour Patch Kids. Yeah. Just I keep going. Up too. Yeah. No, I like it all. I like it. All. <laughs> it's fine. All right. What's your next one? Uh, my second one is don't take pictures of yourself on Halloween with your costume and put it on social media because then years later people are going to be like, Jesus Christ, you dressed up as a domestic terrorist. It's like, there's a theme to these. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to be like, that's so inappropriate. That's you can't do that. You can't dress up as the Unabomber on Halloween. That's insensitive. It would get canceled. Yeah. get canceled. Yeah. So that's my second one. Okay. As a general rule for people. When, yeah. If your friends make you, Force you to dress up as a domestic terrorist for Halloween. Don't then put it on social media forever so people can see it and then call you yeah. out for being the yeah. yeah. In this hypothetical, in, did you do that? I don't think you did that. I did do it, but I'm not saying me. I'm <laughs> saying generally. Hypothetically. <laughs> that happened, but I'm saying for other people. Yeah. Yes. Yes. This is a hypothetical ice cold takes this isn't anything based in reality no, I'm not speaking from experience no 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 um all right my third one is halloween should be like two weeks earlier i feel okay. like i feel like there's like a four month gap between holidays uh like and the fourth to the halloween. fourth all the way to halloween and then it goes holiday 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 uh someone forgot about indigenous people's day i love that shit <laughs> sorry go ahead it's a holiday but the, it's okay so halloween is like a fall holiday but it when you get to the end of october it doesn't even feel like fall anymore it's just gray i guess you don't live in a place with seasons so you can't necessarily kind of seasony but it's like like it's like 16. two weeks here like two weeks pr- before now like october 15th leaves are all co- crazy colors it feels like fall 
pumpkin spice in the air. Everything's great. Now it's just cold and dark and depressing. And the forecast says it's supposed to be like 20 degrees on uh, Halloween this weekend, which just sounds horrible. That uh, That's actually a really good idea because I do remember that from my time in Canada. Halloween just being freezing cold. So cold. <clears throat> Girls are trying to dress up cute. They can't because it's minus 30. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. And then you get a little bit, then you don't get just the back to back to back to back holidays. Halloween, Thanksgiving. Halloween, Thanksgiving, holidays. Christmas, New Year's Eve, Martin Luther King Day. Yeah. Got to get yeah. that in there. Yep. Yeah. I'm with you. That's yeah. smart. Uh, my last one is just plan ahead for your costume. You know, it's good to have an idea, good to know what you're going to be going into it. <laughs> so that way uh, you don't find yourself dressed up as the Unabomber. Right. You don't get drunk and a little bit, you know, maybe you're perhaps peer, more peer easily persuaded. To dress up as the Unabomber. Yeah. And then you, you go out to a party with them and they ditch you and then... Your and girlfriend's just, there and she's dressed up all cute. And then you have to explain that you're dressed up as the Unabomber. <laughs> and if you just, and just, and just hypothetically, you know, if you haven't planned a Halloween costume, don't wear aviator sunglasses and a hoodie and have a haircut that looks very similar to the Unabomber sketch. Right. 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 Yeah. If you happen to look like the Unabomber already, then dress up as someone else for entirely different. <laughs> Any other person. Yes. Yeah. 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 All that's right. pretty good. Yeah. Halloween, and that was our ice cold takes Halloween edition. I remember those days. I had no rice. I remember those days. I had no sticks. And that was our show. Tune in next week when we sit down with. CJ Ozuma. Ozuma, yeah. Uzama. Ozuma. Uzama, yeah. For National Tight Ends Day. Uh, <laughs> a week we're late. A little, bit, a little bit late on celebrating National Tight Ends Day, but uh, still have a pretty good time with him. And yeah. Yeah, I don't know anything about him. We'll have to learn. No, he went we'll to school at Auburn. I know that. I know he went to Auburn. Yeah. I know he I tore his Achilles. Yep. He had some injury issues. Yeah. We could have him on the show and just go, how's that Achilles doing? And he'll be like, this is... <laughs> why the fuck am I here? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? Fine. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you'll definitely want to tune in for that. <laughs> All right, fam. Peace. Peace and love. Today is going to be the day that they're going to throw it back to you. By now, you should have somehow realized what you got to do. I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now Because maybe Because maybe